Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year, producing a balanced budget, not just for football, and saving on travel because spending less on airfares means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. I'm Martin Tyler. And you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90-min football family. A brief edition, uh, that's what this is going to be because I'm in the office, as you can see. Um, I've just pushed back a meeting basically to do this episode um so yeah somebody somewhere is not going to be happy but listen it had to be done um to the podcast copter we go uh, as it was put on twitter uh, so brilliantly a little bit earlier on because breaking news this morning is that manchester city have withdrawn from the race to sign declan rice manchester city have ended their interest. It's been reported by a few people uh, this morning. The Athletic have just followed it up. Sky Sports have just followed it up too. Uh, So this really is a thing. Manchester City have decided not to go any further in their efforts to sign Declan Rice. Now, some people will say that's because the price is getting crazy. That's because Manchester City valued him at around about 90 million, which is what they offered, but maybe didn't want to go beyond that fine. You know, maybe they don't value him at higher than that. I get that. I understand that. Um, But I think it's important that we highlight the great work Arsenal have done here. And the fact that Arsenal have been able to pit Manchester City to a player of this, uh, this reputation, of this magnitude, etc, etc. And what that means, because it's easy to go, oh, well, Manchester City just didn't fancy it. And maybe there is an element of that in this as well. But I think that the most prevalent point here is that Arsenal have held their nerve. Arsenal have gone that extra mile financially to do a deal that they know that Mikel Arteta really, really wants. They've clearly had to do some work behind the scenes to make this kind of money available. They're clearly going to still have to, of course, thrash out with West Ham United the exact details of the payment structure. We heard last night that, of course, uh, the payment structure was not something that West Ham were entirely satisfied with. I get that fine, there's still work to be done. This is not a done deal by any stretch of the imagination. But you always felt like the biggest threat to this was, of course, 
um, Manchester City and their interest. Now, for as long as I can remember, we've heard people say Declan Rice wants Arsenal. That's where he wants to go. Arsenal remain confident that his mind is made up and Arsenal remain confident that as long as they can agree that fee with West Ham and that deal with West Ham, there won't be a problem in sort of making it work with Declan Rice. And I think those reports, um, you know, have been basically confirmed by the fact that now Arsenal are, you know, moving further forward with this, that Manchester City don't even think it's worth another bid, maybe because partly they think that the price has gone a little bit OTT, a little bit crazy, too high for their liking. But also at the same time, I think there is a part of them that thinks he's going to Arsenal now. So what's the point? Um, you know, according to Sammy Mockbell as well um, and, and various other journalists this morning, Declan Rice's camp have asked West Ham United to make sure that they come to some sort of agreement with Arsenal here because this is the transfer that the player really wants. And, and for weeks I've been saying to you guys that if Declan Rice does want to join Arsenal, that is his priority. Then West Ham, given how loyal he's been to them, I think have a responsibility to try and make it work. It's not like they're getting... Um, uh, an undervalued payment you know they're going to get a, a fair chunk of money I, I've said it before and I'll say it again not just going to pretend that I don't feel this way because we're on the verge of signing a, a really really big player 105 million pounds is too much for Declan Rice but unfortunately the market has dictated that we've had to go a that far to convince the club that's selling him that they're being compensated in in a fair way and we've had to go that far maybe that bit further to fend off the interest of Manchester City as well. Now, there were suggestions yesterday. Enia Luko said it on TalkSport and got absolutely battered for it. Um, I said it in jest on the show and, and people, well, there were a few people in the chat that took that comment seriously. There was maybe this idea floating around that Manchester City were only in there to try and drive the price up for Arsenal or had an ulterior motive and maybe were never as sort of um, set on Declan Rice as maybe some would have suggested, but we don't know that, you know. I beg your pardon. Um, yeah, it's um, it, it, it's interesting because, as I say, Man City pulling out, I think, is huge in so many different ways. I, I've said to you already that I think that maybe they felt that the price was too much, but for Arsenal to beat Manchester City to a player, and make no mistake about it, that is what's happening here. And whether that be because Arsenal were willing to go further financially and Manchester City didn't fancy it, fine. We were able to beat them financially. If it's because we were able to convince Declan Rice and Declan Rice always felt like um, Arsenal was the place for him and so Manchester City never really stood much of a chance as long as Arsenal could get their price agreed with West Ham, then we've beaten them in terms of being able to sell off our footballing project. So either way, this is a massive massive, massive um, win for Arsenal in so many different ways. Um, it's a big statement of where Arsenal are today in comparison to where they were two, three years ago, going up toe-to-toe -to -toe, um, with the big boys and, and managing to, to get a player that obviously they had eyes on. If they didn't, they wouldn't have submitted a bid. Come on, let's not pretend that Manchester City faked this interest just to drive up the price. West Ham were never going to deal at anything less than £100 million anyway. 
Um, so yeah, but look, this is really positive news. It's great news. We heard yesterday that the bid had gone in. I jumped onto a live with Tom Canton at the time and we said, look, we felt like this was going to be enough to get it done. Certainly in terms of the overall value, maybe there'd need to be some compromise and some further discussion around the structure. But we felt like uh, that was going to be enough. And then, of course, we heard uh, that that had been rejected, not completely rejected, but at least pushed back on by West Ham United. And of course, Fabrizio Romano reported that Manchester City uh, were going to make their intentions clear now as well. And we worried that they may be able to match that, maybe even be able to offer a more appealing payment structure, which would put us back in the shit again. But that hasn't happened. Um, Manchester City have pulled out. And so you feel like now uh, Arsenal are well on their way to landing Mikel Arteta's priority transfer target, Declan Rice. Now, I'm sure we're going to hear over the coming days a lot more about how this went down. Mikel Arteta has been pushing this and he's been pushing this hard. You've got to give credit to him. You've got to give credit to Edu as well. Uh, but you also have to give credit to those behind the scenes negotiating as well as the ownership. Because if Arsenal pay £105 million for Declan Rice, Arsenal's ownership have pushed the boat out. Arsenal's ownership have gone beyond, above and beyond what most of us thought they would do in terms of trying to get this deal over the line. And, you know, we're never going to be uh, sort of, or, or we're not going to be certainly under their ownership, able to spend what the state-owned clubs spend or any of the rest of it. But we're certainly doing our best and using all the resource available to us to be as competitive as we possibly can. We do deals differently, of course. For example, we've had to do these types of deals over long um, sort of payment schedules in order to make them happen. But that's that's what you have to do, I guess, to stay competitive and to be able to offer competitive overall fees. So, um, yeah, um, really, really positive news. Going to take some of your thoughts from the live chat box uh, as well in a minute. Um, lots of you having your say. Uh, this is a shorter edition of the podcast. As I say, wasn't planning to do one. Got into the office this morning. I've popped into one of the side rooms uh, to jump on and do this because I felt like it was something that really needed um needed a, a conversation around and, and I was excited as well. So I wanted to chat a little bit about it with you guys. If I could quickly ask if you haven't done so already, guys, please, please do uh, leave a like on the video. It really, really does help. Also subscribe to the channel. Uh, if you're brand spanking new, uh, we gained a good three, 400 subscribers overnight last night, uh, which was amazing off the back of uh, our live stream where we were talking about the Declan Rice thing. Uh, with Tom Canton, as I say, around about 11.15 uh, when, of course, the news uh, broke. And we're here again, uh, of course, to bring you the, the latest part of this story, the latest part of this saga. So um, any likes, shares, comments, all the rest of it, very, very much appreciated. Right. Let's get some of your thoughts and some of your reaction from the live chat box. I'll work my way through as many comments as I possibly can. Uh, Graham Sutherland, uh, who I was messaging this morning about this, uh, says, big win for Arsenal, regardless of us overpaying. I think we can all agree that we're overpaying. Um, unfortunately, that's what the market has dictated that we have to do. Um, and if you want to be dining at top table, then sometimes you're going to have to go that little bit further, as we've previously discussed. But he said, but we said that about White and Ramsdale. It's so true. We did. You know, all of us, when Ramsdale was signed thought that we'd gone a little bit too far in terms of what we paid. And the same can be said of Ben White. Both have turned out to be real good acquisitions. And uh, and so I think there is a, a responsibility for us as fans to, to put a little bit more trust in the club 
because recent evidence tells us that they've been making the right calls and the right decisions. Uh, what else have we got in the chat box? Uh, let me pick up some more of your comments. Um, T1 says, how should Odegaard feel regarding the Rice as a future captain talk? I mean, I've heard a little bit about that, seen people writing about it, speaking about it, etc., etc. I get all of that. I don't think that Martin Odegaard is in immediate danger of losing the captaincy. And, and I think that Mikel Arteta has always wanted to lean on on a group of leaders rather than any one individual. Martin Odegaard will continue to wear the armband. I'm absolutely certain of that. And there's no, unless there's a reason to take it off, which I don't envisage there being, because I think he's only going to get better and better. Then I think the likelihood of Declan Rice becoming the Arsenal captain is low. You know, I, I don't see that as something that Odegaard should worry about, be concerned about. If you want to win trophies and you want to go on to that next level, you need to have better players around you. And, you know, we mentioned it on yesterday's show, I think we touched on Jakob Kivior's interview in which he spoke about the possibility of Yuri and Timber coming in. And I think that was a bit of a loaded question, kind of sort of hinting that because Timber could be coming in, does that limit opportunities that maybe Jakob Kivior could get? And I thought his response and his answer was a brilliant one because it just highlighted the attitude of this group, the fact that everybody wants to push on to the next level, um, that everybody wants to go uh, to that, of course, uh, next point, which is hopefully winning trophies. Paris Jackson says, what did you make of any Aluko's comments regarding the bidding war between Arsenal and City? So at the time, I thought she was saying it tongue in cheek. I'd been saying it to people tongue in cheek, but it was literally tongue in cheek. I was joking. Um, and although I, I wouldn't dismiss the possibility of that type of thing happening, where sporting directors use their friends and use other sort of contacts they have to try and create scenarios that benefit them when it comes to transfer negotiations. I just don't believe that Manchester City would do anything to directly help Arsenal, given how close we ran them last season for the Premier League title. So I, it's not an outrageous thing to say that that goes on, but I thought it was wrong to say that that was what was happening here in this particular instance. And I've just seen TalkSport have retweeted it, by the way, um, as if to try and uh, claw back some credit on it. Uh, no Choff, there's good friend Stel uh, covers Cypriot football at length. So if you're interested in that, go over there and check out his channel. He says, Aluko's comments aren't far-fetched. You should see what happens back home in Cyprus, mate. Yeah, I believe it, man. Um, I believe it. Cyprus is a, is a very uh, different animal, isn't it? But yeah, as I say, it's not outrageous to think that that kind of thing goes on. But I think in the instance of Arsenal, Man City going after the same player, I think it's a, a little bit far-fetched there. Uh, Jid has a slightly different opinion uh, to a lot of people in the chat. He says, I'm actually quite indifferent on Rice. I've never really thought he's a pull-up trees type of player. But if Mikel and the team want him so bad, then I'm fascinated to see what they want to do with him. Uh, Mighty Ball says, if I was Arsenal, I would tell them that is our offer. Take it or leave it. No changes to be made. They promised Rice he could go. They announced it. They have no legs to stand on. For all we know, at the time of us recording this, they could have already reached an agreement. There could have already been um, some kind of uh, a compromise reached. I think Arsenal's position is certainly strengthened now by the fact that A, according to reports, Declan Rice's people have asked West Ham to accept this. And B, Manchester City publicly withdrawing means there is no longer any competition that we know about anyway at this stage, any serious competition. And therefore, 
West Ham can't play that card anymore. So I think you will see Arsenal become a little bit harder in their stance now that they know that Man City are not in the picture anymore. Uh, what else have we got? Um, let's keep going through the chat. Um, uh, William says, uh, you're a wizard, Harry. Lalieta. <laughs> uh, uh, La Lietia, sorry, says that to be fair, nobody knows what City were thinking. It could be a serious bid considering Rice a market opportunity or they were trying to drive up the price. They won't disclose their thinking process. But in terms of driving up the price, have they actually done that? Because I don't think West Ham were going to deal with anything below 100 million anyway. I, I thought they would going into the summer, but clearly there was no appetite on their part to do that. Um, so maybe... Actually, they didn't. Maybe they thought this was an opportunity worth exploring at around about £90 million. But the, the minute you start going beyond that, it just wasn't for them anymore. Uh, what else have we got? Um, good to see so many of you in the chat. Thanks for all the really nice comments as well. Uh, Alan's just subscribed. Welcome, mate. Um, really, really appreciate uh, you jumping on. Uh, Stell says, uh, Rice is not only a great signing on the playing side, but his social media presence certainly aligns with the clubs. Yeah, it's about bringing players that fit the brand as well. You know, that's so, so important. And I've talked about commercially how important it is to have players like Declan Rice who have that popularity, not just within your club, but across the country as well. And because of that, a lot of, uh, you know, the extra money that you have to pay to acquire someone like that will basically take a care of itself. Uh, what else have we got? Um, Creambone says, I strongly believe this deal and parte statement. Um, hold on a second. Uh, parte statement leads me to believe parte will stay. Thoughts? Has he put out a statement? I haven't seen that. Um, look. Uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I don't know. I haven't seen that. Let me know uh, what it is that you're referring to because once I'm live, um, my eyes aren't on the news as much as they should be. But yeah, keep me posted. Um, this is another subject, but I just wanted to quickly touch on this because I did want to uh, discuss this a little bit later on in the episode. Uh, Nick says, what do you think about Havertz's announcement being linked? I don't like that, man. I, like, I feel sorry for whoever put all that hard work and effort in um, only for only for it to just be leaked and spoil and now it's not going to have the same bang when it drops unfortunately um so yeah i'm um i'm not for that i'm not for that and i think heads will be rolling uh, for that to be honest with you uh what else have we got um do -do -do -do. Uh, <laughs> name says do you think perhaps west ham united called up city and said hey want to get arsenal to pay more i, I don't I really don't. I think that City saw this as an opportunity at a certain price, but in the end, Arsenal's willingness to do this has gazumped them, whether that be with the players uh, side, you know, convincing him and therefore Man City getting the kind of cold shoulder a little bit from Declan Rice and feeling like as a result of him being unsure, they weren't willing to go that extra mile. Is it them being unsure? I think there's a lot of factors, but whatever way you look at it, whichever angle you attack this from, the overriding feeling is that Arsenal have done a wonderful job of agreeing a deal, A, or getting close to agreeing a deal with a very difficult club in West Ham United, and B, being able to do it whilst under the pressure of, uh, of Manchester City uh, sort of in the background as well. Um, okay. 
Uh, Creambone says, oh, sorry, I mean Partey saying he wanted to get Arsenal back into the Champions League and is happy at Arsenal. I've never been completely convinced that he will go. I think that if we got one of those big old offers from Saudi that maybe Arsenal would think about it, um, would consider it because, you know, of a number of factors, which we're not going to go through again. But I would keep him. I, I don't think you can afford to lose Xhaka and Partey because then you're not really building by bringing Rice in. You know, Havertz has come in as well. And I know a lot of people think he's going to be playing in that midfield, which slightly changes things. Um, Jorginho is staying as well. Thoughts on that, says Alina Khan. I wasn't expecting him to go. Um, I think he he did really, really well when he came into the side at times last season. don't think he's as mobile as Rice or as Partey um, or even as Xhaka, but he certainly brought us control in midfield and, and some real sort of experience in there. So I'm happy with him staying. haven't got a problem with it. And that's a prime example of where, you know, people looked at what he did at Chelsea and went, no, this is not a good signing. Don't do it. Arsenal had an opportunity to do it, did it, cut price deal, bring him in. And in a different environment, he looked like a completely different player. Um, and, and that's an example of how Arteta seems to be really good at spotting what players have and how it fits into his philosophy and his system. And he doesn't get, blindsided by necessarily by what happened at a previous club, because he'll understand having come into Arsenal in a bit of a state and having had to turn it around, that the environment plays a massive part. So he'll be confident that if he has a healthy environment and can identify players with the right skill sets, there shouldn't be any problem getting the best out of them. And I think we've seen that with Jorginho. There were a couple of games where I thought he was a little bit below it. But generally speaking, I think for 10 odd million pounds, he was a really good signing. And I expect him to continue to be a backup player, I think, in the Champions League against certain opponents where the game is a little bit different. Jorginho won't have any problems either. So, yeah, I think it's fine to keep hold of him. I'd like to keep hold of Partey as well. Hell, I'd like to keep hold of Granit Xhaka too. I just don't think uh, that one is going to happen. Look, guys, I'm going to leave it there because I need to get back uh, to work. But we'll bring you uh, more on this as soon as it drops. Um, we're keeping across the situation. We're going to keep you across all the developments as Arsenal step up their chase for Declan Rice. And so much so that Manchester City have decided to pull out of the race. Over 2,000 of you have tuned in so far, but we've only got 200 likes on the board. Guys, please, uh, let's try and get up to 500 likes uh, that's the target. I'd really, really appreciate it. Asked for a thousand last night, which we've never done, but we got there in the end. Uh, so uh, yeah, give us a like, give us a subscribe, all the rest of it. And I'll catch you guys soon with more. Until then, goodbye. Rice, rice, baby. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.